Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. You bet on the BetQL network. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. Oh, yeah. What a 60 minutes we got coming your way. A lot of bets. Many bets. Many, 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 many bets. Hockey, NBA. Uh, Tyler, you got more college hoops for us, or are you uh, standing pat here with, uh, with Kentucky laying 14 against Louisville? Not a lot of games today, so we only got Kentucky right now. It's about to start, by the okay. way. Okay. Okay. Um, I would bet it, but I don't want to like subject myself. I'd rather I'd rather like not win the money than have to like deal with the sp- betting on the sport right now, which maybe is bad hey, by me, but it's, it's how I feel. Amen. <laughs> hey, Take me to Louisville. I'll tell Make you, Mossman. You can cover the spread. <laughs> I believe that Kenny Payne can cover the 14. Cover the spread. Uh, all our bets are covered. It's a really, it's a great song. It really yeah. is spectacular. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Really Take me to church. Uh, It's really terrific. And uh, side total and props for Thursday Night Football with the Rams and the Saints. We got a bunch of award markets we still got to hit in the NFL. We're um, we're basically, we got, it's just coach and comeback now. We cleared everything else. All right. Oh, honestly, like maybe my two favorite markets. These are the two markets where like if things hashtag break right. Oh, oh, baby. I'm rich suckers. Right. We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's start with Coach of the Year. Jake, bring the music up, and uh, you can bring up Hozier if you want. Also, we'd get sued. Uh, Dan Campbell. It remains that Dan Campbell is just like the ever-present favorite in this market, plus two seventy-five. Pair of the Lions did blow out the Broncos last week on uh, on Saturday. Uh, Campbell plus two seventy-five. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's and Shane Steichen. AFC South represent. Both are three to one. Uh, Mike McDaniel six to one. Kyle Shanahan is a uh, plus eight fifty. The architect of this Niners offense. Kevin Stefanski, hashtag our guy, nine to one. John Harbaugh, 16 to one. Now I skipped a couple names like Zach Taylor just because I was like, I don't know how interesting these guys are. And I have a couple names that I think are a little interesting. And can you maybe disagree? And we can dismiss them. Sean Payton, 30 to one. Uh Sean McVay, 30 to one, who's like, I feel like everyone is starting to like talk about Sean McVay now. It's like his best coaching sure. job. Like, look at all how great he is. Um, and then I think you and I talked about this off air and you were like, no way. What if the Bucks went out and go 10 and seven and win and win the NFC South this year? Uh, Todd Bowles is 150 to one right now for coach of the year. So we'll get to comeback player of the year. Let's talk coach of the year right now. Uh, Ken, I just gave you the prices. Uh, what stands out? Any bets to be made? 
I think a lot of stuff stands out. This remains a, a, a confusing, but maybe really awesome market to bet into. Because um, you, you have to look at the favorite in the market, which is Campbell in some places, it's Steichen in others, but it's like the two of them kind of interchanged in terms of low prices around three to one. And it's it's easy to look at Campbell and be like, ah, I think I'm good here. Like, I think I think there are other coaches to bet. And so I'll just, I'll go back to last week and what I said, and then I want to revise my opinion now that we have a lot more information. So last week, I basically say, you know, like Miami loses, Detroit loses. And the idea is essentially... Um, like, I, I think McDaniel actually can't win anymore. Like, I think he, I'm proceeding like he's a zero. I'm proceeding like Campbell's a zero, not because, like, he can't win. I think it would require them winning out. This was last week, uh, entering the Denver game. They have to win all four, and I think he actually needs some other coaches to lose. Like, I don't think he kind of controls his own destiny to even win. I think he could be a finalist very easily. He'll certainly get votes, but, like, if they lose one more time... That's like a small improvement from last season for a guy who was supposed to win the division and supposed to go to the playoffs. Kind of like a, a tough case to make once they start losing these games, honestly. So I said, essentially, uh, last week, I boiled it down to like three, the three improvement coaches, uh, teams uh, that were not expected to be very good, two who were really not expected to be very good, and have been surprised teams this year and i said it was basically gonna be one of these three coaches uh, my opinion and i've kind of been betting it that way that D'Amico ryan's shane steichen and sean payton were the three improvement coaches they were the most likely coaches to win and to a certain extent i still feel that way uh i think all three coaches can still win the coach of the year uh i think there are some very compelling candidates there i think steichen who we talked about last week maybe like has the trump card over the other two because he's doing it with gardner Minshew as opposed to, as in making the playoffs with Gardner Minshew and Ryan's, you know, for most of the season has had C.J. Stroud. Sean Payton has Russell Wilson. So, like, it's kind of like, all right, like, Steichen, like, how how is he doing this versus the other two guys? Uh, I need to, well, not take the L. I need to modify, like, the analysis here. Uh, and it's important this time of year, like, no matter how entrenched I was in that viewpoint, uh, I, this time of year is about listening. And it's about when people, when one of my, age-old rules with betting awards when voters tell you what they're going to do just believe them just believe them don't argue with them don't say it's stupid don't say like how can you do that and they tell you what they're going to do just believe them uh and this week specifically more than any other week of the entire season the incredible amount of noise being made on behalf of kevin stefanski of the browns uh is impossible to ignore anymore it was talked about for a few weeks um, but with these last two games, and especially last week's performance, coming back from from a couple touchdowns down or from double digits down to beat the Bears, and now like a very likely playoff appearance with nine wins already this season, they again you may think like oh well Houston can still win this week. I got bad bad news for everybody. The Browns host the Jets next week. That's it's gonna go, probably go pretty well for them. Would be my guess. Not that they can't lose, just like it's it's setting up pretty well. And I uh, played at, at Cincinnati in the in the final week of the season. So, just like everything that's been written this week, all of it from people who I would consider, let's call them like predictive of how voters tend to think about the award, or people who vote, one of the two categories, unanimous Stefanski, he should win Coach of the Year. He's the and this just it doesn't mean he has to win. It just means I came in I came into this week before I read all this stuff before we talked to people whatever. I came into this week not having him number one like at this exact moment. I had Steichen number one at this exact moment, and I think it's possible Steichen's still like in the mix for the number one spot. But I can't ignore like again when people when voters tell you what they're going to do, just believe them. There's 
a ton of noise right now for Stefanski to win this award. Four different quarterbacks, likely playoff team, million injuries. They do it anyway, and I, I, I have to, I have to now believe that. Like, I have to believe that either he is in the number one spot currently, or he is at least one of the most likely coaches to win. And he's not priced crazy. But he's also priced with longer odds than Shanahan. And the thing with Shanahan to me, and I'll just stop and do this real quick, a lot of people think he should win and have bet him to win. My problem is I don't get that from people who vote. I get that from people who bet, and I get that from like kind of ancillary people who like talk about football. The voters and the people who I, I kind of deem like representative of how voters think, I don't really get Shanahan from any of them. I don't even get like a whiff of it from any of them. So like he can win. All I the people I asked Ken that vote right. all said like Stefanski and Steichen. And the people I talked right. to all vote. And, and they were like Stefanski and Steichen. Right. So like cool. And it's so the argument for Shanahan's almost like, well, but like they're the best team. He should win. Be like, yeah, but that's not a what are the voters saying thing. And we're three weeks to go. So like somebody should be talking about this. That's not the person who bet on it. Like if you're going to do it, like, okay, I bet Sean Payton, but I also listen and there's no Sean Payton going on right now. They can go win, win, win and get back in. And we talked about that last week, but like this Stefanski thing now kind of like throws a whole wrench into like what the handicap was going to be because maybe he, like I thought Steichen had the trump card. Minshew, playoff spot, that beats Ryan's, that beats Peyton, that beats everybody if they win. Now I kind of think Stefanski has the trump card over all three of them. That's the problem with with betting it like it's a three-coach race. So this makes things very confusing, right? And wh however, however everybody has chosen to bet this so far, I feel like we're all all over the place. I'm all over the place with kind of like who I bet early and what I have and how I position whatever. The best I can do is just tell you how I see it right now. And the way I see it right now is I think the two most likely coaches to win in order are Stefanski and Steichen. And the, ultimately the results will determine this. One of the things about coach of the year that is frustrating versus other reward markets is in the end, it's just a wins losses game to a certain extent. Like player performance awards are less frustrating because there's like, honestly in most sports, there's more games. And it's like, well, they don't maybe have to win lose. They just have to play well. And a lot of good players play well, whether they win the game or lose the game. Coaching, it's just like, Look, like Steichen's playing in a coin flip game. Like Stefanski is now favored by two and a half over D'Amico Ryan's. It's still only a two and a half point spread. Like there's so many ways that game can go. The winner of Browns Texans may win coach of the year. And it's like a 55-45 kind of a game. Like in terms of percentage chance each one can win. So you can't, even if you're confident, it's not like, well, Tyree kills ahead of Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy's ahead of the other quarterbacks where like, okay, if they win, lose, maybe it doesn't even matter. The results will ultimately determine the winner. So like, look, there's a lot of ways this can go. Um, but I, I think like I would just amend what I said last week, consuming so much content this week. Nick, you texted people who vote. Like I talked to a couple other people who are smart with this stuff who maybe know some voters. And it's like, it's Stefanski at a roar right now in terms of just like who the number one guy is it doesn't mean it has to be that they can lose doesn't mean he has to win just like i don't think the price in the market even like a single digit price reflects what we're hearing and what people are saying about this award all right you better you bet with nick and ken here talking coach of the year we'll get to comeback player of the year in a moment and then it'll be all our bets for tonight all right so for the people out there ken and like you know, I think you said this pretty well earlier when we talked about MVP. Like, it's less of a if you have this than this because we're so late in the season that, like, who knows what we're people have, right? Because our positions and stuff. And, like, yeah. if I told exactly. you what I have, if I told you what I have in some markets, it becomes, like, unhelpful because it's just, like, well, I got, if, depending on when I got in, then I have equity to spend on this, so then I get to do this. Like, we don't all get to do that. The easiest thing is just, like, look, here's kind of the rating right now. 
do what you want with that information. Like, do like how heavy are you in the market? Do you have nothing? So is it bets Stefanski? So let's say someone's listening right. and like they've got nothing right now. Is it bets Stefanski? Yeah, you bet Stefanski. You bet Stefanski for sure. And easy, I, I actually right? think, yeah, it's not. It's an easy winner. It's an easy bet. Um, it's because incorrect. I think the likelihood, yes. the likelihood he went. You play this season out eight, nine times. He doesn't just win once. He wins more than that. Uh, and, I, and I, think I was told by a couple people more. just a little more context, and, and and forgive me if you've said this already. I I don't know if this. I don't think so. Like basically, like they need to win two of the final three games, and like I think everyone's voting for him. Not right. definitely, but I, that's kind of the sense that I got. Well, you and I were talking about this off the air. I, my how I feel about it is, I think there's a way that Week 18 is actually irrelevant. Like they could dump the game, and it doesn't matter if they've already clinched a playoff spot. I do think winning Sunday against Houston is almost it's like everything. And you could be like, well, that's a, if I'm going to bet Stefanski, and you tell me that he might lose i could lose that bet yeah but like think about it like i i honestly do i really feel i think i feel this strongly about it i honestly think like brown's money line and his price are almost should almost be the same thing like i actually based on the information we've got like if they clear this hurdle and they win like does it matter what anybody else does i guess it has to be a two-team parlay they, with the jets they, they could lose. They have to i was jets. gonna say like right. they could lose yeah. to they could right. like lose to the jets it's not impossible right. So, like, what would you consider a two-team rolling parlay of Browns money line this week and Browns against the Jets? Where they were, and they host the game, I'm almost positive. If that's the case there, I don't know, between four and a half and six? What's the look ahead of something like that? It's going to be a who's, really low Who's the quarterback? There. Assuming Wilson's the quarterback? Assuming, well, uh, I think you could say Wilson or Simeon, and I don't know if the number would be that different. I'll get you a look ahead right now just to kind of give people an idea of what the framing of this I is going to be. I think, like, dead zone, you're, you're like, I think that's probably right. My first thought was six. When is this game? Is this game not open right it's now? It's next Thursday. Next Thursday night. Oh, it's the Thursday game. That's why. Do I have it somewhere? Maybe. Is it the Thursday? It is the Thursday game. I have it. I'm sorry. Uh, six. Five and a half. Five and a half or six. So, I was going to say, cause like, if, if it's six, is this sick that I would want to I would want to take the points with the Jets if Wilson played? Yeah, I, I would think about it. At, at like five and a half, six is like a maybe it's just the right number in the game. Well, let me let me ask you, because I think we're going to agree on this. And I can't believe I'm here, but like again, people talk. You have to. I just have to listen at this time here. That's the way it is. Um, they beat the Texans, favored in the game. They beat the Browns, or they beat the Jets, favored in the game. Like two team money line parlay of those. Let's say that's like plus two hundred or plus one eighty or something like that. Do you think if they win those two, it doesn't matter what any other coach does? So let me ask you this. So we talked about MVP earlier, and you were saying that like but we, MVP is basically wrapped up usually by week eighteen. So let's just right. say. Let's say early, it'll be a one o'clock game, most likely. Browns Bengals Cincinnati Cincinnati like Cincinnati's gonna need that game, they're so need they're going all out in that game. Yeah. Let's say the Bengals win, so Browns win the next two, Cincinnati and wins. Colts beat the Texans. And not just Colts beat the Texans, but it's it's the Island game to on win, like Saturday or Sunday night, and it's and it's and it's it's like last year was with the uh, the Jaguars uh, Colts Jaguars Titans game. So Texans Colts really, win the I AFC South. I think it's really South. close. I think it's really close. But I think it's those two guys. I think it's what you figure out. And like, if Ryan's gets the upset, this is why this week's game is so important. Ryan's wins another game with no Stroud. That's the knife edge you're on here. But I think and that's where we're at. I think we did a good job framing where we're at. I think that's where but we're at. But I'll tell you. So Cleveland beats the, if Cleveland makes the playoffs with, and I don't know what the permutations are, they win to make the playoffs next week. Maybe he just wins no matter what in week 18. Comeback player of the year coming up next. All right, we still got a, a lot to do here over the course of the rest of the show. We got to get to all our bets for tonight. NBA, NHL, 
Saints and Rams Thursday night football. But before we get to the bets for tonight, we got to uh, talk comeback player of the year and wrap up P-squared, B-squared NFL awards as we stand on the precipice. Week 16 in the NFL. Jake, bring the music up here. And, uh, you know, I think I might be joining you here, Ken. Uh, NFL honors night. If uh, DeMar Hamlin wins this award, I may be putting on the face paint also. It might be a Joker oh, experience for me. Why, why wait? <laughs> it's, it's Hamlin up. Uh, minus six. I, I Look, I'll give you the floor to talk about it. I just, like... Like, let's go Browns, let's go Bucks this weekend, and I don't think the price looks anywhere close to this now on, on, on Monday morning, if that's the case, on Christmas morning. I agree. Maybe that'll be the best Christmas present we could possibly get if, is if that if that happens. Uh, Hamlin, minus 600 in the betting market. Um, maybe he's active on Saturday, and maybe he plays in this game on Saturday if Micah Hyde's not going to go for Buffalo. Hamlin, minus 600. Tua, Tua's 12 to 1. Like, I, I, I hate that we have to, I have to like, say his name. It's so stupid. But he is, he's 12 to 1. Along with Joe Flacco. So now they are like the, the co second choices in the market behind DeMar Hamlin. And one of our, Flacco's one of our guys. And our other guy in this market is Baker Mayfield at 14 to 1. I have chosen not to name any other names here. So I have these four. And the only reason I'm saying Tua basically is because he's at the top of the board. Hamlin, a huge favorite, minus 600. Tua and Flacco, 12. Baker, 14, comeback player of the year. I'm going to miss Thursdays. This weekly 620 installment of just, like, jokerific action. Uh, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I'm way joker on this, so here's what I mean. Uh, we bet a bunch of players that were not DeMar Hamlin throughout the course of the early part of the season. Um, we bet Stafford, we bet Baker Mayfield, Chase Young, Cooper Cup, and then we added Flacco a couple weeks ago. A huge price like you could i mean god you could add 17 more players and make a profit in this market without how we price them and like cooper cup 80 chase young more than that so it just you know it was easy to add i guess is the point and some heavier than others everybody's got different positions whatever but the idea the thesis was the same no matter what it was just by the time we get to the end of the season again impossibly long year by the time we get to the end of the season um if hamlin just doesn't play or doesn't make an impact like, are voters really going to give an award to someone who is not a relevant part of the season? Sorry. He was a very relevant part of last year. It was one of the, the most compelling stories of last year. They, uh, NFL honors last year. I know some of this is rehashed, but like has to be done to do a full segment on it. Um, had is the, the uh, medical professionals who saved his life out on the stage, NFL honors last year, standing ovation. Um, at the ESPYs again, uh, did, kind of, did kind of the same kind of presentation during the summer. Um, like that it was a big deal this year uh you know doesn't play um even when he's active only plays special teams and like good for him getting back on the field also we can hold two thoughts in our brain at the same time secondly like not an impactful player this year at all a zero as an impactful player this year that's just but it's the way it is just like the 53rd man on a lot of rosters to be fair a lot of guys on practice squad for a lot of teams and so my thesis was like always just like when we get to the end of the year are people going to finally be like, you know what? This wasn't really an impactful player. Like, I think I'm going to vote for someone else. And will that be okay with everybody? And this ship's been taken on water for weeks because it didn't seem like any candidate was going to get there as a challenger. We always, I call them half-baked candidates on the show all the time. And it's not like, however you feel about Hamlin's case, I think we could all agree that even like who were the other finalists going to be that were announced at the NFL honors was a mixed bag of, 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 of challengers where, Oh, it's that guy. Nah, he wasn't very good. Oh, maybe that, nah, he like got hurt again. 
oh, maybe it's that guy. Nah, his numbers are terrible. Like, there wasn't even a guy that made a lot of sense as a finalist, even. As a lot of these guys just didn't put together a compelling case. It didn't happen. And so we would get week 8, week 10, week 12. Hamlin's, you know, comes back and plays against the Bengals. But he stacked up a bunch of inactives before that. And it's like, look, maybe whether he plays or not, maybe the story of this year is going to be he wins because, like, who the hell else would you even vote for? Like, maybe that's how he wins, is there just isn't anybody else. And that's kind of, we were resigned to that fate, I feel like, in the middle part of the season, stopped betting players in this market for a long time. And now it, it does feel like, I'm just going to be honest, it does actually feel like the atmosphere and climate around this award has changed to a certain extent. It does feel like that. Uh, I'll give you a couple examples. So uh, Mayfield plays well last week, and Flacco now has, and I, you know, a couple weeks ago I said, look, like, you can see this coming. Like, this is an easy story. It's an easy narrative to digest, and people will love this, and they'll want to reward it if he's good. And he's a very likable guy. So he, the, again, the comeback against the Bears is everything there. So he and Mayfield both play really well. Mike Florio, pro, pro football talk Twitter account, tweets out Baker Mayfield, comeback player of the year. Again, half jokingly, because he also tweets out MVP. Florio, to be fair, was also one of the writers at midseason who basically said, like, look, if Hamlin doesn't play very much, I think I can't vote for him for comeback player of the year. So he's kind of always been on the same side of the argument. I thought it was so interesting. I think I shared this, Nick, with you and Tyler in a, a text exchange that we had. Good Morning Football, which is like a very like kind of milk toast like NFL show on NFL Network, like not going to like overstep any boundaries, not going to do anything controversial, going to be very, very like it's, it's on NFL Network. It's a morning show. <laughs> like, welcome welcome into Good Morning Football. Right. Roger Goodell sucks. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like uh, just you're never you're never going to go there for like the for the really spicy stuff. Right. And that's the whole point of the show. And um and they did a segment. I thought this was so interesting. A friend of mine sent this to me. They did a they did a segment basically called Aside from Damar Hamlin, who is the comeback player of the year? And had like a 10-minute discussion about it. And it was a really fun discussion because it basically like think about this. You're you're the producer of this show, you're the talent on the show. If the segment is about Hamlin not winning, Nothing else you say in the segment matters, and all anyone's going to focus on is like, what do you mean it's not Hamlin? What do you mean it's not? We're canceled. Not, what do you mean it's not him? You can't frame it that way. Then you can't even do the segment. The segment doesn't matter at that point. So you have to frame it as like, look, we acknowledge it's a really good comeback. Okay, cool. Can we have a fun discussion now? We talk about football for a little bit because it's really fun. We talk about this stuff. And they did. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, and the candidates that brought up the most were Flacco and Mayfield. Now, I also thought it was interesting if you compare that to, and I don't do this on everything, but on some things I do because we have no polling for this award and I don't think anybody actually knows what's going to happen, me included. And you look at Florio's tweet, all of the engagement into it, again, he's got a billion Twitter followers, all of the responses to his tweet fell into three exact categories, like to his Baker Mayfield comeback player of the year tweet. There's like 500 replies. You can literally put almost every single one of them into three categories. Category one, Hamlin has already won, moron. Category two, yes, it's Baker Mayfield. Category three, no, it's not Baker Mayfield, it's Joe Flacco. Like every single reply, one of the three things. So like, yeah, we don't have any polling. You got to get a little crazy here with how you think about this market. I think those two players are the most likely two players to win if Hamlin doesn't win. I think it's Mayfield and Flacco and that's it to the finish line. I don't think anybody else is getting in the discussion. I think the discussion reflects that. Like Good Morning Football does a segment where they allow themselves to not do Hamlin. And it's not Tua, and it's not Lamar Jackson, and it's not, 
you know, some of these other like convoluted cases that we've always been against the whole time. It's the guys, honestly, that we kind of thought were like going to be in the mix if it's not DeMar Hamlin. Thought that was so interesting. And look, that doesn't mean that Hamlin's not going to win. But I do think like you can see this now, like people are at least allowing themselves to have a fun conversation about football and a football award given to a guy who plays football. They're allowing themselves to have that conversation, even if they have to be kind of like, yeah, we know Hamlin's great, but like, also, can we like be adults, please, and have this conversation? And I think you're seeing that start to happen. And there's a few weeks left, which means it's going to happen more, which means you're going to get more of this as you get to the finish line if these players keep playing well. Um, I'm not saying I feel like amazing about my position. I can absolutely still be wrong and lose. This was, if you're on my side of the argument, this was absolutely as encouraging a week as you can have for this side of the argument that we're going to get to the finish line and adults can be adults and actually think about this and give an award to someone who plays, which by the way is how every award in every major sport is awarded, no matter how compelling and great the story is of another candidate. Let's go Browns. Let's go Bucks this weekend. Who do you think would win between Please. the two if they both won out? Baker. I do too. If they both like won every game, like if they both won every game, I think they would win. And like Stefanski would win Coach of the Year. Because like Flack, Flacco, as, as Super Bowl MVP, I I think he's a better candidate than Hamlin. I would love for Flacco to win. I think I win more the money. Story if Flacco is wins. insane. On the couch, the story is insane. You know, you know but like, but like he's, game. but he's he won a Super Bowl. Like Baker's kind of like just cast started off like two weeks ago. He also just became just became the starting quarterback. I, I'm not I'm not poo pooing Flacco. Like I I, no, I hope he wins. But yeah. uh, I I think like you're asking objectively like who's a better candidate? Baker, assuming right. that Baker like they win these games. Right, it's the Geno Smith Award. He was really bad and dismissed by can a bunch of just, teams, and now he's now he's a playoff quarterback. Can we just can we rename the award like the Geno Smith Award? Wouldn't it make that make it so much easier? Well, one thing we have to do in like the off season or like Super Bowl week, I actually have this like written down already for at some point in the future. You know how awesome the discussion about comeback player of the year next year is going to be? Every quarterback got hurt. Oh, yeah. All yeah. Of them. What's the market next year? There's like 17 quarterback candidates. So here, so let me just, I'm going to do this uh, shorthand right well, now. So right, Cousins... We're going to do this like 10 more times. Is there anything else we want to say about coming? Like, like you, do you agree with me? Do you think I'm still nuts and Hamlin's going to win? Like, what's your sense of this? I don't, I, I think that we can still win. I agree. I think that we need one, if not both of these guys yes. to like, to win games down the stretch. Like that's the I think, only I think way we it need happens. them to win Sunday. Like, I think, I, like, I think it, it, it can't just stop. Yeah. We need, yeah. So I, a hundred percent. So I, do we get home with Baker? I think, okay, like, let's say the Bucks go eight, nine and win the NFC South at under 500. Can Baker win? That's a tough case to make. But like, yeah, but that's a tough case to make. What are they, how many so ones do they have right now? Seven? Okay. They have seven. So They're seven and seven. So all right, let's see, let's see from their him. schedule. And, and we probably need two out of three from Flack. Maybe, like, you need all three maybe for Flacco. Not for Stefanski, but maybe for Flacco I think, you need all I three. I think it's the same thing as Stefanski. I think if he, like, if he plays great against Houston, they win. Plays great against the Jets, they, like, wins the game against the Jets. And they dump Week 18, but they already made it. Like, Dable lost Week 8. Like, Week 8, people forget how lame Week 18 is. No one cares. Like, the a lot of people's minds are already made up. The games are fake. Like, it's just, they're all at the same time, too. 
Like it doesn't even, I don't, I don't think it, the Brown stuff, if they've got it clinched, like Stefanski, Garrett, Flacco, however many awards you'd like to give them this year, they probably don't get all three, but they get some. Like, I don't think if they're, if they got it, like they're 11 and would they be 11 and five going into that game if they go win win? Yep. I think correct. They're, they're nine and five. Cincinnati and it's fine. Yeah. Um, Buck schedule. So Jacksonville this weekend. So like basically like we need Trevor Lawrence to not play. Well, they let's be and let's be really honest too. Baker's price in this market, not that it shouldn't drop because of this, but like we've gotten a great like run out here that they draw Jacksonville where Lawrence may not play. That's like a huge help to him winning this award. So so Tampa schedule last three games. Yeah. Home Jacksonville, maybe against CJ Bethard. Home Saints. Carolina. In our minds. In, in our uh, mind, we're taking down Damar Hamlin. <laughs> Wouldn't come back well, last year, hopefully. Hyde really unlikely Ten. to play against the Chargers, by the way. Like, I think Hamlin's going to be active again, which means he plays on special teams. But, like, I, I don't think that's... Tell even, me like, how, I actually don't even think that's that crazy. Like, I don't how does 10 that, and 7... How does 10 and 7 Tampa... So, Bulls won't win Coach of the Year. How does no. 10 and 7 Tampa not get rewarded with something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're if if they if them and the Browns both like win a lot of games, then your three surprise teams this year are going to be the Colts, the Browns, and the Buccaneers. Those will be your three surprise teams because the Texans will kind of be like a seven seed or not in kind of a team at that point. That because that'll imply the Colts beat them, or that actually what'll imply for sure is the Browns beat them on Sunday, and then playoffs gets like really shaky if that happens. Like there's maybe a ten win team left out of the AFC uh, with kids like Peyton's going win win win. Like, that's going to be one. So, not that you can, like, assuredly say that, but it makes it really interesting. I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I am actually like, kind of optimistic about the way the tenor of the comeback player of the year conversation. Who's going to win? Who's going? I think Mayfield's going to win. I But I actually, like, on certain days, I think Flacco wins. But I, th I just think, like... So not I think, Hamlin. like, we don't... I think we... I think we are close to we're not there yet i think one more week of good results and we don't have half-baked candidates anymore we have like actual contenders and you see that by the way they're true like good morning football could have done this segment any week of the year why'd they pick this week because mayfield and flacco are compelling challengers because they're actually compelling candidates like we didn't couldn't have this conversation they couldn't why would they even talk about this so, so, let, me, so let me ask before. this and like and maybe maybe well this will this will come out before we're on the air tomorrow so let's just say Doug Peterson rules out Trevor Lawrence for Sunday's game with a concussion. Yeah, man, like the market, <laughs> well, because the, well, the market for Sunday's game will move. Yeah. This yeah. price won't. No. Well, because this is subjective. This is like, because there's a, a, there's a lot of who cares who plays. It's already over in this market. So it won't move. I have to tell you something. I, I want to win more so I win money. But really close is I want to win so all those people lose. And they're wrong. Well, Not that I, I shouldn't say look, lose. I don't want them right. to lose anybody money, but bets, I, I, yeah. Anybody who bets, like, yeah, you want the money. The more pro you are at it, you want the money. We want the money. You want to be right. That's why a lot of people make bets. You want to be right. Oh my God, the shake and bake. Coming you up next, right. many bets, many, many, many bets. NBA, NHL, Saints and Rams. Patera, whoever this backup is, a lot. And they're just in a run of form where they're not playing particularly well right now. I like Tampa in the game. I know they're favored, and Vegas has a big record. Still like Tampa in the game, especially playing at home. Uh, I agree with Kanish on Pittsburgh. I won't belabor the point. Like he's no on the over in game. that game. 
I thought for sure you'd like which, the over the lightning Ve game Vegas in the light and, lightning oh. Knights game with with Ken Patera as the starting goalie. I just like I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting from Vegas on the road in that game against Vasilevsky. Like maybe it's maybe it's not over. But you're right. Like maybe that's actually the bet. I don't know. I, like I like I like Tampa over. also for what it's worth, and I've been losing every bet, so maybe we should bet the over. <laughs> and then uh, so it's uh, Lightning, Penguins. Uh, I like the Capitals. The Blue Jackets are coming off like a really, really, really good performance the other day. Short price. The Capitals haven't played that well recently. But you get Lindgren, who's actually been really, really good this year, confirmed as the starting goalie. Like short, I kind of like the Capitals as a very small road favorite. And then the last one, and this is like incredibly square. I love the over in the Oilers Devils game. The Oilers are starting the Captain Picard tonight in goal instead of uh, Stuart Skinner. So I just like every Devils and game Schmidt. has nine goals. Akira Schmidt and like, I just like Jean Luc. I just uh, I know it's seven. It's a really high number. Every Devils game fits in this range, and the goalie matchup's brutal. I like the over in the game anyway. Uh, I do like that. I like the Devils also. Edmonton losing the other night. I kind of feel like maybe like bubbles burst a little bit for now, and then so they'll, I, they'll, I keep they'll... waiting. I thought about the same thing. Like I, I, I kind of agree with you. I keep waiting to buy the Devils, like thinking that there's some run that's about to happen. And they just, it's like every time I think it's starting, then they just lose the next game or something. And I'm waiting to buy, like, Jack Hughes to win the heart. Like, maybe it just doesn't happen. Like, maybe it just, like, honestly, Austin Matthews might be more likely to win the heart now with how he's played recently than, than Jack Hughes is. I just, it's like a really, I, I feel like the devil, I think I'm done, like, waiting on the Devils. I think I'm just going to be off them in terms of, like, a team that's going to turn it on here for 20 games. All right. Uh, so for me, by the way, no Canucks tonight? Well, I'm going to be rooting for them. No way. Ro road game against a good team? They dropped these against all the Wedgwood? time. Against Wedgewood? They're a great home team. I know. All right. I'll, I'm, I'm going to bet this probably. Wedgwood's way better than I'm. I'm just one of the worst goalies in the league this year. Yeah, I, I lose all my bets recently. So there you yeah, I'll bet the Canucks tonight. I'm probably the big loser here. Uh, how about the Montreal? Oh, Kawhi out tonight for the Clippers. Well, that, that, that sinks that bet on Oklahoma City. Uh, the Canadiens on the road at the Wild, Montreal money line. Uh, I'll bet the over in the Devils Oilers game, and I'd like to bet the Devils, and I won't. I'm just I'm in my head right now on the on the NHL. I'm in my head. Devils money line, Canucks money line, Canadiens money line for yours truly tonight, in uh in bets of steel for the over. I had these written down, and now I'm psyching myself out. What should I do? Devils money line or the over or both? Both. How about this? Okay. Parlay. Yeah, done. Well, yeah, the we'll fourth day of parlay. Parlay. All right. Yes. The money at warp nine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Beam, beam me up. Bet MGM. Okay. Uh, let's get to NBA bets now. Jake, just bring the music up, please. We don't want to do the whole image. You've just the music here. NBA best of the best. Ten side total and props. What do you got for us tonight in the association? Yeah, uh, I do have one prop thought that was sent to me by somebody. I'm gonna. I would attempt to figure out. I'll, I'll give you a shout out tomorrow or something. I just don't have the time to look up who you are. But I loved the note. It was a great note I got earlier today. Uh, sound like Trump right now. The I don't like. I bought three and zero last night, by the way, and like ninety percent last week. So we're just doomed to fail at some point. Uh, contrarianism has been the source of a ton of valuable bets recently for us. Like injury games that get bet totally out of whack. I think that's the only way to attack this board right now. The way it shapes up. Um, so there are two bets. You're not going to like either one of these. And I think that's like the best, the most valuable stuff on the board. Uh, bet number one is going to be wait until the death and bet the Lakers at 9.09 PM Eastern time. LeBron's not going to play tonight. This was going to be like four or five, both teams, second night of a back-to-back. -back. 
LeBron's out. Davis is questionable. That's why you have to wait till the death because you might, if he's out, you might get like 13 in this game or something. Right now, the current number is Timberwolves nine and a half. Um, the Lakers can put together a five-man lineup and some combinations that that could actually like keep this game within 10 or something. I guess the Timberwolves who were gassed, by the way, and played Philly last night. So Lakers, incredibly contrarian. You want to wait to make the bet because if Davis is out, you're going to get stuck with a bad number here. Uh, second bet, and again, like, I get it. You're going to wait until the last possible second. You're going to bet the Clippers. Really, a James Harden-led team can't keep it within seven or eight against the So what's, the Yeah, Thunder? I was going to say, Kawhi yeah. just got ruled out. Where are we at now? Yeah. Like, what's the point spread of that game right now? So the, the, mar- the market was, like, six and a half. And then, I like, the two places that I had up literally took it down instead of keeping it up uh, on that injury news. So figure it reopens, like, slightly more, something like that. Looks like Paul George is going to play, I think, by the way. Uh, he had been dealing with an illness. So maybe this settles in some kind of like two possession range. Like you, MGM's again, hanging like, like a seven right now, by the way. I just looked. Kawhi, Kawhi has been the team's best player by far. I totally understand that. Just like it's still Harden and Paul George and this team and their quality of play at a big number. Like a I, good coach. I get it. it's, it's, it's supposed to be a schedule loss. I totally understand why people like it. It got bet like a schedule loss. And now we're going to play back at the last second. So these are both very contrarian. Either team could get obliterated. The schedule certainly leads you in that direction. That's why the market's leaning so hard one way. We're going to lean the other way. Uh, Lakers at 909 Eastern Clippers at 809 Eastern. Like those are the two bets for the night. Great. This uh, I suck right now betting the NBA, so I'm just gonna. I'm, we're either gonna win together or we'll lose together. I'm gonna bet both of those sides also the tonight in the NBA. Well, I, I was just gonna ask you, like, is are we doing anything with the Jazz Pistons game? Is Detroit looks to seek like because they lose this game, like they're breaking the all-time loss record. It's consecutive yeah, but loss. I mean, like that's like, so. Like yes. Also, there's so much of that built into this market. It's like almost absurd. Like, it's just, yeah, all these guys are out for Utah. Also, the, the team Utah's starting is probably still better somehow than the team the Pistons Do we? Okay, so okay, so here's the question then. Is it, is it like, wait till the last second and bet Utah? Like, are we going to get a three with Utah? I think I'd rather just not bet the game. I just I have, like a, I have a prop in the out. game. They're tanky, too. Oh, yeah, prop, what's your prop in the game? Uh, no marketing tonight. Uh, and, like... He's kind of been hashtag sucking the oxygen away from our our our, our favorite Italian, Simone Fontecchio. Uh, Larry Markin out tonight for the Utah Jazz. Uh, so that means it's Fontecchio's time to shine tonight. And uh, mm. Little Caesars is that where they play Little Caesars? Maybe I have a slice of pizza along the way. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, can uh, I give you my prop too? I forgot my prop. I'll do it really. Yeah, really go fast. ahead, and then and then I'm gonna look to see if another one of my props is listed. I don't know. He, this player might not be listed. I had somebody send me a note. I swear to God, I'm going to give a shout out to this person because I have my phone right here. Uh, all right, who sent this to me? Uh, Corbett, I think is how you pronounce his first name. He, this guy's followed me forever. He's like super nice guy. Sent me like this really long write up on how uh, the Lakers played against Halliburton in the final of the in-season tournament. They like trapped him a ton and like flummoxed him. And every team since has used the same strategy on defense to just get the ball out of his hands. And he's basically, his scoring is completely nosedived for like six straight games. And basically, they play the Grizzlies tonight. I think the idea is they're going to implement the same strategy. Basically, like, take away Halliburton's ability as a scorer, like, blitz and make somebody else beat him. So maybe about Halliburton unders tonight. I thought that was an interesting angle. Um, so I don't know if Malachi Branham is going to get listed. Any number in the single digits for Malachi Branham from the Spurs over. He scores double digits every game. And then, like, probably stay away from Patrick Williams tonight, right, going up against Wemby. 12 and a half is the number. I feel like you just bet overs on him and Kobe White. Like, they might still be good. Kobe White White's did go under last night. He went I under know, last night. 
Yeah, right. How many? All right, we'll leave it up to your discretion. In, in the twenties, I think he scored seventeen last night. Oh, then it's probably they're probably correct by now. Then if they're like in the low yeah. mid twenties. All right, let's get to football. Aside total and props, drop the dope ass beat, please, Jake. BetMGM's got the seven days of parlays. Each day from now until Sunday, Christmas Eve, you'll receive a different parlay boost. It's day four. You get a pro football same-game parlay insurance token. If the parlay doesn't hit, you get a stake back in bonus bets. Head to the promotions page to claim your prize. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. All right, Ken, side and total here. We've basically been consistent all week. The line hasn't moved. Rams, a four-point home favorite against New Orleans. Saints get Chris Olave back. Tuto Outwell back from the Rams from his concussion. Total sitting 45-and-a-half. Bets here, please, for the Rams and the Saints. Yeah, there's a bunch of 45s in the market. Uh, over is my bet for this game. It's the exact same handicap as it was at the start of the week. You filter the Saints games when they play like re- competent offenses. The games tend to be much higher scoring and fly over the total than these like suffocation games against the Giants and the Patriots and the teams that can't mount a reasonable offense. This isn't that. Rams can mount a reasonable offense. I think the game is very likely to go over the total. Over is my bet. I have no opinion on the side whatsoever. Uh, we talked about this on Monday. Uh, I like the over also. If I had to bet the side, I'd bet the Saints, but I got too much respect for myself. And we're in the holiday season. I don't even and I know prefer to I enjoy do. myself. I don't even, if you we're like, here's $100, bet the side, I'd be like, like, eat the money. I, don't, I have no idea what I, I, would I do. think. I think I'd actually like, maybe I should, I, I, I think four might be a valuable bet. Whatever. I'm also not going to bet it. So, whatever. I like the over. All right. Which means it's now time for thy royal prop king to descend down from thy royal throne, traipse across thy royal purple velvety carpet, over to thy royal balcony to gaze down upon you. The frickin' morons. To dole out winning prop bets like JSN over on Monday night. We absolutely loved it. And the anytime touchdown on Twitter. I did say, didn't love it. But hey, it cashed. So damn it, I did. Prop King time for Thursday night. Now approaching the betting window, it is your Prop King, Nick Costos. All hail King Costos! All hail King Costos! We all saw what happened on Sunday when Jacoby Brissett came into the game, winging the ball down the field to Terry McLaurin. New Orleans gonna have to score to keep up. We like the over in the game, so allow me. Oh, Lave! Oh, Ecantare! Oh, Nebulu! De Pinto de Blue! Olave over 61 and a half receiving yards. Well, we do. Olave over 61 and a half receiving yards. Two anytime touchdowns for tonight. Tyler Higby was back last week for the Rams. The rookie Davis Allen is actually nasty. He's really good. Davis Allen anytime touchdown. And the Saints... They have a new number one tight end, the island of Dr. Foster Moreau. He's playing more than the others. Moreau, anytime touchdown. We'll see you tomorrow on a phenomenal football Friday. Until then, wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.